are not murder related, although technically today's NMR is going to be slightly murder related. So <laughs> it is. That's a good uh, point. Maybe a little false advertising. True. Uh, but we'll get to some. We'll get to some good fluff up at the top. How you doing, Johnny boy? Oh, I'm. You know how I'm doing. We just. I just vented to you for I think yeah. thirty minutes straight. We caught um, him on a day. It was a day for me today. We're recording this late at the after after work hours. Let's just put it that way. And uh, it was a day at work today, and otherwise, um, I have a really great potential crime story that I just told Darren about in my uh, my personal life that I can't wait to share with everybody once I close the loop the, on it. Yeah, I was going to say close the loop, <laughs> or like once the transaction is completed. There you go. That's a good way to put um, it. Let's just say yes. someone tried to scam me. One thing you don't want to do with uh, a true crime podcaster who's done hundreds of episodes with a true crime best friend is uh, try to scam me. You don't want to do that because yeah. I'm going to find the details. In general, it's not a good rule of well, to sure. be scamming people. A general rule. Sure, so, sure well, scam every once well, in a while. Well, listen. You know, listen. I mean, we're not <laughs> monsters. We're human beings. We're human beings. We got to make money somehow. Somehow. These bills aren't going to pay themselves, as they yeah. say. Speaking of that, by the way, I just want <laughs> everyone to know that we have our, like, gift... Oh, yes. We should talk about that. We should update on tie-dye. But in terms of my specialty thing, there was a male issue. And so it's just like, (laughs) it's like someone out there doesn't want you to get this gift. Yeah, for Patreon fans, But it's happening, and we've got confirmation that's happening again. John, do you have an update on the shirts? Yes. In fact, you know what? That was another snafu. If you remember, I started to tie-dye them. Yeah, started to tie. This is, by the way, for those who aren't on Patreon, our Sussy Radishes, formerly uh, super fans, uh, could sign up at the end of last year to receive a personal physical gift from Darren and I. And um, partially it was me dropping the ball for a little while. But then it really did become an issue because I started to tie dye our tie dyed shirts. And, uh, you know, certain sizes were not absorbing the ink. Right, we knew that like there was like a different material for the smaller sizes. Or That's right. Like yeah, that. there was yeah. something like that. Right. So, uh, anyway, that has all been fixed, and uh, the shirts have been delivered. And so now I got to get to tie dyeing, Darren, which I think will be really fun and exciting, especially for spring. Yeah, for spring. That's true. That's a good point. But the other thing, which we're still keeping a little bit of a wrap on, because we want it to be a little bit of a surprise for those of you who are getting them. Also had another snafu where Darren, um, it appa- they apparently, we won't say what they were, but delivered. It was a male issue. Like, yeah, they delivered. Like, it said delivered, but, but I didn't get it. I have a doorman, so it's almost impossible. Maybe they got delivered to the wrong yeah. address, but yeah. we are addressing it for lack of a That's better right. term. And um, They're on the yeah. way. New ones are on the way. So we will yeah, have those was, fulfilled soon. I was traveling, so I had to wait until mm-hmm. I got back. I was in L.A., then I was in Miami. Now I'm Tell back us, in New York. That's right. Finally. You were just recently in L.A. on their show. I think we got an update about that. Now, I want to say Darren went to Miami without me, which is just really painful because you know how much I love Miami. Tell but you something. That humidity in Miami. I, oh, mean, I live for it. I live I, for it. I, I couldn't breathe. Like, I was like, <laughs> how do people? I had to keep my hotel room at 65. Like, in oh, order that's to even, true. Like, to modulate breathe. my temperature. Yeah, like, totally. I was. Yeah. It was just, you know, you forget. Because, yes, I spend a lot of time in L.A., but oddly in L.A. these days, it's been actually kind of cold and it's been mm-hmm. rainy. Like, rainy, it has yeah. not been shorts and T-shirt weather. Yeah. But that 
that weather over there is so dry, and in Miami, it's so fucking humid. So it was just like, I mean, I took a walk. I walked along the beach. I was only there for two nights. It was a very quick trip. I was doing a shoot for Peacock, and uh, it was nice to to be, like, on the beach. You were on Peacock streaming live, right, if I'm correct? I was. I I did a live watch with Mm -hmm. where basically it's like um, for Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. So essentially I'm watching the episode – which has already aired, so people have already seen it. It wasn't like it. the first time it's airing with two housewives, so they can kind of talk while the episode is going down about like oh, what's happening, okay. and then fans can submit questions to them. So I was kind of hosting this like live show with the mm-hmm. housewives based on this episode. So we were like watching and commenting at the same time. That's fun. It was. W- it was great. I real I will say I knew you were doing that, and I really wanted to come to Miami and just like have some fun with you, like get to yeah. dinner or whatever, but. You know, let me just tell you, Miami in March and April during spring break season, Ultra Festival was, was happening. There was a lot going on. So uh, fl- uh, uh, flight prices are pretty high right now for me, at least out of my airports. Hilariously enough, I didn't even know Ultra was going on. And then, of course, like men's basketball in Miami is like. Oh, yeah, that's right. And the, the Miami Open. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't even like really put two and two together yeah, and I was just yeah. like Miami's being Miami like bumping as yeah. always but uh yeah it was a fun shoot well here I want to read some text messages from I'll just say my friend Mark I won't reveal his full identity in case he doesn't want any details he texted is his me his real name Mark his real name is Mark but I won't okay. say anything else say I won't last, say his last okay. name yeah do I know him and um no he loves you though he's a fan of our stuff and he's a big bravo and loves you yeah he's a big fan he says yesterday he texted me he said haha darren was so good on the housewives girl trip review show you could tell in the first 10 minutes when she was about to scream shut up you old bitches so i can talk and i thought darren would never say that and i was like i wouldn't but i was like i can just imagine if there's people yelling and talking that she would get a little bit like Guys, let me do my job. And I, uh, I was like, well, what do you mean? And he was like, well, they keep talking over her while she tries to keep on topic. But she did so great, though. And then he said, watching it now, amazing lesbian shoes. She is fabulous. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have okay. to see what shoes she was wearing. So do you have I any I was wearing Gucci thoughts? loafers. That's what I figured. Are those but, lesbian oh, shoes? I'm not uh, so sure about that. But I'm sure there's plenty of non-lesbians. To a gay them. man, they might be. Yeah, to a gay man, they but might ma- be. Yeah, maybe it's just that maybe there's actually more heteros that wear it, but not every lesbian would wear those shoes. So it's like they're fair, good shoes fair. for a lesbian because not a lot of lesbians would wear that. And then which That's case, fair. I'll take it. Yeah, listen, I'll it's a win, it. I think, if anything else. Mark works in television, so he's he's got an eye well, for that type you, of stuff. Yeah, I appreciate the uh, the support, but yeah, it was very fun, and uh, we ended up like nice. coordinating outfits, which was also kind of nice, but. Uh, Enough riffraff because we actually have to get to a huge topic at oh hand boy. that we wanted to talk oh about. Because, like, listen, John and I had to record later during the week. We normally record on a Monday. I'm actually happy we're recording later this week so we could hit this news. So it was True. actually kind of a blessing. But we heard your DMs. We were definitely doing it. I was just traveling, and my apologies. So Adnan's, obviously we know about the Adnan news. Adnan Syed's conviction got reinstated. And we just wanted to talk about what that means and our thoughts on yeah. it. Um, and John and I were... You know, we always go to Rabia for this, not only because she's <laughs> yeah. a lawyer, and so she knows what the hell she's talking and about, smart. but she's also related to Adnan. So she actually knows all the details about everything. Like, it's not just someone reporting on the case. Like, she's in the court. She's the advocate. You know, like, she's working yeah. with the Innocence Project and everything. 
about all and of And just it. to be technical, she isn't technically technically related to Ednan, but her her brother's best friend is Ednan. So like yeah, she's basically like part of the family. Familial though. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Like she knows all the personal family details right. kind of in that way where she's gonna be like emotionally involved in it as well. Totally. So, yeah. And obviously a big catalyst for all all of this stuff. And and I and I want you to kind of go through a lot of these details, John. But basically what I just want to say up top is like obviously he's not back in jail and he is not guilty. And I will say that right. it's important to while that Headline is big, and obviously that's big, and obviously it's annoying. It's also really important to, like, read full articles to really see what it means because it's not, like, it's double jeopardy. Though. And it's it's yeah. super confusing, which is why it's important. My point is to, like, read an article and not just read yeah, a headline totally. because I think no matter what, people are going to be like, wait, is he going back to jail? Like, wait, does that mean he's guilty? Wait, what does that mean? And so, right. you know, Rabia breaks it down in this really great way, but I just want to break down what you and I kind of yeah. talked about because there's a lot of things here. Yeah, I mean, well, first thing, as Darren said, he is not, he didn't go back to jail. He is right. not he's found guilty. Right. He's he's a free man, quote unquote. Like, he, he yeah. really is. I'm, there's a lot of, like, emotional baggage with this, but in terms of, like, physicality, yeah. he is a free man right now. Yeah, and the reason that this happened, by the way, is because the claim from Heyman Lee's brother was that he and the family did not get enough notice uh, to be available for the hearing in person where Adnan's conviction was overturned. Right. So if you're wondering, like, how is the, you know, did did new evidence come to light? Was there new details? Did Adnan really do it? Nothing at all has changed. The only thing that changed is that the victim's family uh, made an appeal, I guess. As, I mean, I hope I'm not that speaking. That he didn't have enough time. That he didn't have enough time, and thus... The hearing itself was essentially overturned as a result of the court basically saying they agree with him <clears throat> and that they it's either advocacy in a, in in a way right. like even though Adnan is one hundred percent a victim through the court of yeah. law right now he's that's not the in side this that case he's he is pleading not, right. right in this case he is not even though he is in terms of society for sure <laughs> right and the interesting thing here is that I thought the brother was going to be like, okay, if I can't make it, essentially if he was notified a week prior, all of this would have been a wash and it would have been fine and we'll get to even the fact that he's yeah never shown up to anything, which is not right. a judgment call. It's just that like, why are you doing this now? Why now? Yeah. Um, but then I thought he said that in the last minute he would join over Zoom. Well, he did. Which he, and did, he did join over Zoom. So. Yeah. Which, he, which I guess the claim was that he was only able to do that quickly as a last, as a last minute sure. thing. I mean, you know, Rabia, and if you go to Rabia's reels on Instagram, you can see her most recent update about this where she will be able to explain all this much better than we can, I'm sure. But, you know, yes, that's essentially the, the situation is. And she, I think, even claimed that he was notified several days before the hearing, not just the day before or something like that. And like, correct. listen, I tweeted about this. You know, my response to to this was, with all due respect to the victims and the victim's family, this is a ridiculous thing to do uh, when it's very clear that there is no evidence holding Adnan, you know, uh, culpable for culpable, this murder. Right, there's no evidence with it. And that's what's so crazy is like, I sort of see both sides to it, right? I because do too, like, to a degree, because yeah. Because like, 
Anon's innocent. Like, there's no proof to prove that he's guilty. And, like, that's the weird thing about Heyman Lee's brother saying he didn't get enough time to be available for the hearing to understand the evidence of his innocence. You don't really need evidence of innocence. You need evidence of guilt. So that kind of bothered me. And we'll get into maybe some of this racist charges against it. Not that I think Heyman Lee's brother is racist. But I'm just saying the court system in general. Yeah, right. But on the other side of it, so it's rare for something like this to happen where they're like reinstate, like the conviction is reinstated, but it's also rare to only give the victim 24 hours notice of kind of anything happening with the case. So like both sides are kind of rare and I obviously don't want to set the precedent because it was sort of anyone other than Adnan, you know, you'd want the victim's family to at least have at least, you know, more than 24 hours notice to at least make it somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that makes this contentious is that it just keeps kind of reoccurring to Adnan. It just keeps torturing yeah. This whole thing, you know, it's like a wound that yeah. like won't close because you keep picking at it for no reason. Yeah. Um, so well, I see both yeah. sides, even though I think it's horrible to do and I don't think it should have been done. I'm also kind of happy that there's victim advocacy at the same time for it. It's a weird If that's play. what this truly is, then If great. that's what this is. I just right. don't feel like that's what we're seeing happening in front of us because there's no precedent for this. You know, Rabia talked about this because I was like, well, what right. in my head I'm thinking, what um what does that mean for the charges? And you know, she specifically was like, Well, the state dropped the charges, so there aren't even any new charges to reinstate. You don't get to right. you don't go back and recharge, you know, your charges don't mysteriously reappear just because Here. a court overrules. So and this is like basically saying that what Marilyn decided like doesn't even matter. Yeah. You know, and and, th- and that's and that's also the thing too, is like decades and resources and time spent to yeah. exonerate people, you know, not just Adnan, but there's tons of innocent people sitting in jail. I mean, the Innocence Project was created for this. Right. Just goes to show that like all of that work and time and resources can kind of just be overturned at the drop of a hat for really no reason. Yeah. And that's But it's also like but is it Yeah, sorry not to interrupt you, but just, you know, like, so overturned, like, that's what I mean. Like, what are the ramifications of this, really? I mean, you know, they can appeal it. They'll have the hearing again, this time, potentially, I guess, with the brother there. And like you said, Darren, Rabia mentions, he had never, he or nor the family had ever gone to any of the other hearings over the last Not even, like, during Asia McLean. Like, not even, like, the main trial that Serial was kind of, like, based on. They didn't yeah. even go then. So Which you would think would be the one they should go to. So that's why I'm like, is this, you know, is this victim's advocacy or is this a loophole well, that somehow will once again put Adnan in a very disturbing situation? I think we would feel emotionally differently about it if we didn't think Adnan was innocent, and we do. Like, at least right, we don't think he's true. guilty. I'll say that. Like, we don't think he's guilty. Like, I don't think he, that he deserves In a court of law, time. yes. Yeah, correct. he didn't have a fair trial. I don't think that he's guilty at all. So, like, we see him as the victim in all of this. And right, right. that's also a problem is that Heyman Lee's killer is still out there, you know? And that's something that Robbie has yeah. said, that she's like, she's not closed with this case either because, like, that killer is still happening. And that's also what's frustrating is because, you know, now there have been new laws about convicting basically juvenile juveniles, like during murder. So given that, that, that precedent now, technically Adnan has already served time as a juvenile murderer. Like he's already served his time. If that were the case. So it's not that I doubt he's going to go back to jail. There's no evidence to link him to it. I mean, and that's also the thing, like there's been no DNA evidence on Heyman Lee to even show that 
they knew each other. You know, I mean, I know that they knew each other because they were dating, but like, of course, there's no yeah. DNA on her at all. And Robbie has sort of mentioned this: the guy that like had to pee in the woods, who stumbled on Haman Lee's body, has never his DNA has never been tested. There hasn't been any question. There's been nothing. The shady character. I'm not saying he's guilty for sure, but like nothing with that is well, crazy to me. Really quickly, just to touch on the guy that found her body. I, if you guys remember and follow us on Patreon, I stumbled upon this exact location right. back in when was that? In the fall or late Eight summer or something? Ago, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And. I just want to reiterate one last time. I mean, this is 2023. I don't know exactly what it looked like in 2000. When was that? 99, 98 or something. Um, But there is no, let me reiterate this. There is no chance in hell that this man stopped at that exact location, walked 50 feet back into the woods to pee, pee. of all things, and find her body. So anyway. Even if it was, even if he did just pee. How are you not even testing the guy's DNA? Oh, my God, right. You know, they test every Tom Dick. They test the mailman of somebody, like, delivering mail hours earlier. But you're not going to test the guy who actually found her. So there's just a lot here. Obviously, there's no evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Adnan is guilty of this crime. And there's no DNA evidence, by the way, which Darren was just saying. And, like, there's not really any evidence, period, let alone DNA evidence. (laughs) So I don't think he's going to be, like... Well, He's not going to go to prison or convicted. I, I just don't think that there's evidence to show that mm-hmm. kind of at all. Yeah, definitely not for him. But it sounds like they have evi- some sort of evidence in DNA of all these other people. And they, you know, I think Robbie. Yeah. And I don't know if Robbie has said this or if I re- just remember thinking this is that they would not have dropped charges on Adnan if there weren't clear other evidence, especially toward pointing to a, another killer. Um, they've hinted at it in the hearings. I think they're investigating it. That was the whole thing too around the Adnan Syed exoneration right. or whatever was like, right. well, what's all this other stuff you're talking about that was never released to the public? Where, where are we at with that? Where did that? Yeah. And where's I think that this at? Is, I think this is more so about like serving it properly to Heyman Lee's brother, who's obviously still a victim. Yes. His sister was killed. And so that's what I think this is actually about. Definitely. But, you know, there is some sort of, it's hard not to. And I'm not saying we can prove this because I think it's really hard to prove these allegations unless there's something outright like the Holocaust, for example, to <laughs> prove that this is based on racist notions. However, right. it is quite intriguing. And I think anybody really paying attention to this case, it'd be hard not to at least put two and two together of thinking that, like, if he wasn't Muslim, would this be happening? You know, if he was yeah. a rich white guy, would this be happening? And you know, one of the reasons that I think we can think of, which Rabia brought up, is that religion and ethnicity, his specific ethnicity of being Muslim, mm-hmm. was brought up over 300 times in trial. Unbelievable There's in his original no trial. There's no reason yeah. why it should have been brought up at no. all, unless he was at a religious service or unless there was something that he was doing that would have exonerated him. Like, if he didn't eat yeah. meat and he was caught eating meat. Like, something that would, like, have helped prove the case. Otherwise, religion doesn't really pay a part in this at all. So the fact that it was right. brought up 300 times in trial is trying to paint this person. And keep in mind, this is all happening around September 11th, 2001, where this trial is just going on. Mm-hmm. Painting brown people specifically at this time right, right. as terrorists, you know? And so that is very racist, although it's, again, very hard to prove except what we kind of, correlation doesn't imply causation, but there's a lot of 
No, it's definitely, I mean, especially when you look at all of the, I mean, they call them quote unquote dirty prosecutors, dirty cops or whatever, but all of the kind of cover-ups and problems and politics that happen in the, not just a non-case, but all the other exonerations that have happened, the, the police malpractice, if you will. Yeah. And how often that happens, especially, by the way, in Baltimore. I'm a Marylander. I lived in New York City when all this was, you know, in the last 10 years when this was happening. Uh, uh, But I heard, we all have heard, at least those of us in Maryland, about all the crazy stuff that's happening within the Baltimore Police Department. So Baltimore City Police Department, I should say. So this isn't, you know, that shouldn't be ruled out either because maybe there are people that are still alive and we're not going to name names or point in any directions, but... There may be prosecutors that are still alive and involved in trying to make sure that their original prosecution, that by the way makes no sense, where the charges were dropped recently, yeah. um, they may still want to hold on, you know, have their name, uh, you know, tr- not have their name dragged through the mud for being the one case that had a dirty prosecution. If, for, for lack of a better word there. So there, there's a lot of things going on. I think, you know, if it is just simply the, you know, the brother's issue with not right. being there, it does make you wonder, like, the brother must really think that Adnan did this, right? Because why else would you work so diligently over something, not that it's petty, but it's like, Something that's so minor that where you've never been to a hearing. Why would you do all of this now? You know, just it's just what you make it. It makes you wonder about the motivation, and that's not to be disrespectful to the victim or their families. We are very sensitive to that, but it's like, what are your motivations for finding this one little loophole and then being able to execute on it? I just find it weird. I find it. I definitely find it sussy. And again, like court of law you know, it's a fair point for him to make. But I think there's a lot more emotional weight behind it because to your point, like, it seems a little odd to be doing this again and also wasting a lot of resources, what should be kind of yeah. spent on maybe actually... Finding her trying killer. Trying to find some evidence towards right. the killer. If that's Adnan, okay. Then but show it, yeah. Then, then, then we should be working on actually finding the evidence. And I think that just goes to show, like, how raw it really is and how much... Yeah. When I say irrational emotion, what I really mean is just like emotion that we can't control, which is all emotion. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of irrational no matter what you're thinking. It's grief in a sense too, playing a part And just in that. how that can play yeah. into so many different cases, you know? And of for course, sure. like we're human beings. I don't blame him for wanting to blame someone for it. And right. Adnan being a, almost a perfect person to do that for, you know, because he's kind of been yeah. the only person talked about like, I imagine if my sibling, God forbid, something happened, you know, like yeah. it would probably be really hard yeah. to just be like, but it's about justice and the court. Like it's hard not to let your emotions kind of get in the place in here. I think it's easy for us as like people mm-hmm. who are interested in this, people who care about the court of law to be like, really? Like this is the sword you're going to fucking die on? But like, okay. Um, yeah. The only good thing is that yeah. I will say, like, again, there is no evidence to tie Adnan to this case. So, it's not going to be open and shut in terms of like he can fully put this behind him. But for the most part, right. I think he probably will be able to and be able to live his life in the meantime that this not that this when I say nonsense, I don't mean to kind of be so callous about it, but that this chapter yeah. will be in the past and he will be a free man. 
very well said. And let's hope in whatever that that happens, you know, and even as you're talking about that, I'm thinking too, like, you know, okay, so you weren't there for the hearing. And now this person who for all intents and purposes has, has been cleared by the, the state, which was the original prosecution in his case, um, who now says that he had nothing to do with this. Those two things aren't connected is what I'm trying to say. So if you're the victim's family, do you feel bad? Like, where do you stand on whether or not he did it then? Because you've just potentially put him in more jeopardy based on what? Because you weren't in a hearing. Like what, that's what I was going at at the beginning there. I was like, what is the motivation behind triggering this type of formality in a system where someone seems to have been wrongfully convicted? Like, I would feel guilty about that. And I guess that's what I mean. Like, does the Heyman Lee family really believe that Adnan did this based on what? Like, we need to know, like, what it is that they think. And it's hard to say because it's also, like, on the flip side of it is someone who's just, like, trying to be unbiased as possible and just kind of judging from the court system. You're like, if a victim has a complaint about that of not being notified, like, regardless of how we think about Adnan, like, that should be heard. So I heard really, for sure, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know if like, you know, again, this has been like such a nuts trial and I think unprecedented for a number of factors. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, the Muslim thing absolutely plays a part. But it's just, I do think this is ultimately going to be, it's going to be annoying as fuck. And it's, you know, we can make the argument that it's wrong, but I think ultimately Adnan's life is officially free like i i i hope i obviously hope yeah because i'm like what even happens next i don't even know And i can only imagine what's going through his mind but the good news is according to rabia like he's going to work you know he's doing the innocent Mm -hmm. stuff like he's being an advocate like he's doing all being a productive member of society i was gonna show it kind of shows all the things like if he is a murderer i feel like maybe he's been rehabilitated and we (laughs) can like let him come back into society considering like there's literally he's just being a productive member of society, but which by the way, he's not a murderer because his charges were dropped. We should just say that for the record. If he was just for the legalese out there, you know, no. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, if he was, then like he's transformed, you know, like it happened when he was so young. And I think we need to like a lot for that outside of the fact that I think he's a hundred percent innocent. Right. It's just, um, it's, it's like, if anything, it's fucking frustrating. And I can only imagine what it's like for the Syed family, you know, especially when both of his parents are sick right now. He's obviously trying to live his life. It's Ramadan. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just a lot going on. Yeah. Good point. I didn't even think about Ramadan. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we're going to keep an eye on this Adnan stuff and our friend Rabia is obviously going to be keeping her eye on it. And we will update as major, um, major new developments happen with this case, which Hopefully there won't be too many more of those and we can all just move on from this at least and help really put all the effort towards finding whoever actually did kill Heyman Lee. Darren, let's get out of here. It's been a great week for the show. We will be back Sunday with an all new episode and we love you guys. We'll see you next time. We love you. Bye.